Yo, what's up, what's up? This your boy, man, Leader Johnson. Yo, we are here to talk about the Sixers. Sixers radio today, and I'm just going to break down a couple of things, because I'm excited about some things. Just um, seeing press conferences and, and you know, how happy the, the new unit is, Raul Neto and Kylo Quinn. Let's just talk about them, because they don't get enough attention. Kylo Quinn is a, a, a dog, you know. He's going to go in there and do the dirty work, something like Amir Johnson, but... You know, Amir Johnson, a little bit, you know, he might be a little bit better than Amir Johnson. I think that could be, and I think Amir Johnson, the presence of that, people don't really look at that. He had like the Hustle Man Award, you know, so we're talking about a guy that goes in and do the dirty work and can pick up fouls, can get rebounds, hit some shots, you know, just don't care about stats, just after to play hard. And nobody realized how important Amir Johnson was to their whole unit. Well, now you got Kyle O'Quinn, he can hit free throw shots. He can, he's a good inside guy, good, hit, hit a good mid-range jumper. He's a real good bench player, like glue guy on the bench. Good positive attitude. You can hear him talk all press conference. I really like it. Neto is ready to work. I think what he is is a guy, what you have to understand is like, just like when Trey Burke, that's another guy we're going to talk about, he's been signed, which is big. Um... Trey Burke, we talk about him first. He averaged last year 10.9 points a game, 2.7 assists. Uh, he shot 35% from three-point line, 83% from free throw line, 43% from the field. Now, looking at this guy, now you get a player like Trey Burke. And to back up Ben Simmons, like they want, you know what they want? They want guys in case Ben Simmons jumper hasn't got as refined or maybe they don't want maybe they don't want him to be the guy that always has this you know you could substitute him and put him at see so many good things people talking about Ben Simmons not a point guard yes he's a point guard he can he's a point guard I, listen that is the craziest stupidest thing I've ever heard an analyst say because you want him to have a jump shot that's stupid that is retarded when we know that a jump shot doesn't define a point guard, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, those type of guys weren't big-time score. I think that's what they want him to be. Ben Simmons can still score 16 a game without a jump shot right on you. Just down, you know what I mean? But he's a different type of point guard. That's what you don't understand. He's not magic, but you can compare him to magic because he was 6'10", and he has great vision. Triple-double threat. That's where you compare him to magic, but... Let me tell you something about Ben Simmons. He's a little bit of a different monster for Magic. Once he develops a free throw shot, and, and th- that's my biggest thing. Everybody talking about jump shot. I want the free throw to be at least 75% this year. He showed the clips of him hitting those shots. You know, I saw some clips last year of him hitting shots. So we need to see it in the game. I think he has it. It's just that he has a time. I think this year would definitely happen, though, because he has a time frame and development. He don't... Did y'all notice that Ben Simmons don't care what nobody say about him? Even the Sixers crowd, he going to bite back at them. He got more bite than you think. He don't care what you think. Kyle Lowry, going at Kyle Lowry the year before last. Like, Ben Simmons is not a joke. Leave him, Let him develop. Leave him alone. He's not going to speed up because he get criticism. And I think this year is it. Second time, second year of criticism. I think he's like, all right. I, he was even, listen, they were showing him working on his shot. So many times, all-star game. 
You know, before he's working on his shot to implicate it in his game when this game starts is a different story. He's not ready yet in that last season. But this year, it's a different story. And I think it's obvious because after a second year of you working on it and they're working on it last year, he's going to implicate it this year. This is not when y'all wanted it to. Tobias Harris said, him and Ben Simmons was playing one-on-one in L.A. They was practicing. And people was asking, why are you guarding the three-point lines? Because he said Ben Simmons hit two three-pointers on him. Y'all don't understand how good this guy's going to be. I mean, the pressure, you know what? I think the pressure, him, what relates him to LeBron is two things. Strength, all-around ability, and the fact that Ben Simmons can... Do so much with the basketball, not just that, but just basically learning, the, I mean, the pressure. Let me take it back, the pressure that Ben Simmons gets. Like LeBron, I mean, he can't even, if people like jelly sandwiches, he eating peanut butter, he might just, they might go crazy. Oh, he's eating jelly sandwiches. What? Was he crazy? LeBron is crazy. He's eating jelly sandwiches. Peanut butter should be, you know what I mean? Ben Simmons can't do nothing. He can't sneeze. He can't use the wrong toilet paper. He can't do, you got to hurry up. People want you to hurry up. The man is super young. I think the pressure with him was worse than LeBron's. Come right in the league, people already is like, oh, Ben Simmons, this and that. This man averaged the triple-double both seasons. Nobody's going to listen to y'all when y'all say he's not a point guard. No one listens to analysts, me included, when it comes to coaching the team because y'all not coaching the team. We'll stop that, all right? Now, yeah, Trey Burke is a good sign. I think it's real good for Ben Simmons to have two guys, him and Neto, um, Trey Burke is um, 6'1", 175. Neto is another guy who can play shooting guard because Neto averaged 5.3 points, 2.5 assists, 46% from the field. He shot 33% from the three-point line. But see, Neto, his also, last year he shot 40% from the three-point line. His first year in the league, he shot 39%. You got to look at this guy and be like, hey, something here. But what it is is a bench guy, a guy you can put out at the three-point line when the team's good, they're a good passing team. So what you do, he's going to get open. Neto and Burke are going to get chances to burn you. And then another thing is that you can put Ben Simmons at the four, you put him at the five, and you can let these guys be guards at point guards, and you're giving Ben Simmons to dominate against people because he can play against your power forward and dominate. Put him in the inside. Then he got the, the turnaround jumper, which y'all better watch out for. Once he start hitting those shots, he's going to average 20 a game, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 8 assists. But with a team like this, he could average 10 assists. Like, Ben Simmons is the truth. He's learning. He's a young guy. He came in, got hurt. He's had pressure ever since LSU. Oh, he didn't go to a tournament. How can you put that pressure on Ben Simmons? LSU didn't recruit good enough players. I mean, come on. You got the coach, and you got the players you got to recruit. They had players get hurt in his year. Players that got hurt. So that's just crazy there. Um, looking more Al Horford and T- Tobias Harris and James Ennis and Mike Scott. That was just crazy. I just think that is just a good team to, ha- to be around. And it's going to be fun to see him. Al Horford is excited. I didn't know him and Elton Brand had that type of chemistry. I mean, this wasn't just a, hey, come here, and okay, this sounds good. The money sounds good. No, he really likes Philly. So when a guy really loves for he's hype, looking at the, the view of the city, I mean, wow. 
Philly is a, a town that is uh, one of the biggest markets in sports. Period. You can make money in Philly if it's in sports. You can go open up a business. You know what I mean? I mean, Philly is like that. And I think now with the team that they got, it's going to be something different. Um, Zaire Smith averaged around 12 a game. Mario Shyak averaged around 14 a game. Uh, Matisse looked real good. Matisse Thibault looked real good. Um, there's nothing more you can really say about a guy of his caliber. I mean, he's long. He can shoot. I'm talking about Mario Shayok. I'm just going to go to Shayok real quick. A guy of his caliber can really, really shoot. I mean, and he's not afraid to go at you. about other summer league. Well, so what? He wasn't afraid to shoot. I'm building all summer league. Here y'all go again. How many people that was good? Let me tell you something. If if your top draft pick goes to summer league and plays like doo-doo, what are they going to do? Evaluate them bad. They ain't going to be like, oh, this is the summer league. No. So, you know what I mean? You had your second round pick going in and outperform, really, your, your last year's first round pick. And this year, if you want to be real with it, all around, no. But as a scorer, they can't score like him. I mean, he really looks like the real deal. He really looks like the real deal. So you look at Matisse Thibault, and you look at what he brings to the table. Look at what he brings to the table. And he is an elite defender. Like this guy, when you bring the second unit on, and you think about, the th- I think he can guard the four, three, four, one, one through four. And his jump shot, do you understand what his jump shot was doing? I think he wanted to prove to people like, oh, y'all don't think I can score? He can, you know, he can pass, he got some passing ability. I mean, he could really play basketball. He shot 39% from three in summer league, my team Stiebaugh. 39% after shooting 30%. Y'all, I was in summer league. You're playing around a bunch of NBA guys, guys who are trying to make the NBA. This is not college now, so cut that out. How, how are you saying you, you can look at his college stats? I don't get people. They say you can look at people's college stats and you can judge them, but you can't look at their summer league stats and judge them. That makes no sense. All these guys, these guys are all college all-stars. He averaged 11.6 points a game through 26 minutes in the summer league. He averaged 2.3 steals a game. He has two steals a game. He's blocking shots. He looks real fluid. Zaire Smith just looks ready. I mean, this dude looks like the same guy that they drafted. I mean, he looks completely ready. I just think now people are going to have to be scared of the Sixers. Shake Milton. Shake. Shake was spectacular in Summer League. Showing, and then the crazy part, don't say just Summer League because he did the stuff in the season. So the Sixers bench. Then they signed Furkan Korkmaz. And you'd be like, why are you signing Korkmaz? Korkmaz, what is wrong? I don't understand when people judge stuff off of. Like, what are you trying to judge a play off of? Straight up, like, give me something here. Like, he's not going to be a star. He doesn't have to be the starter or the star. He can shoot. He can shoot. 
So now you you couldn't get Cal Corver. You go back and get a guy who played with you the first six, seven, two hundred. He shot thirty two point one six percent from three point line. Of course, he had to, but he shot eighty one point eight percent from free throw line. He's a guy that had to he averaged five point eight points a game last year. You put him on the bench, another guy that can shoot and score. Cork Myers didn't need no more summer league play. Everybody, he dominated the summer league. He's athletic. He can ball. I mean, he's got options now. At shooting guard, you got Josh Richardson, who I really believe, man, I think him and Tobias Harris are really going to do something special. I think Tobias Harris will bring the best out of Josh. I think all those guys will bring the That Josh could turn into a solidified monster. And I expect him. You might get a max contract. I mean, you know, um, things are looking good with the lineup. Now, the backups, you're just going to see what happens. I mean, it's, that's going to be the like the real. I think that's a difficult point. I think right now, this is my topic, the bench. Everybody know the starting five is considered the best starting five in basketball. Even after trading Jimmy Butler, they still get guys that can compliment and make the best starting five in basketball. No more Warriors. No more nobody. You're going to have a hard time with this team, period. And what makes them so good is not the offense. It's the defense. They're going to be the best defensive team in the league. Not the best offensive team. A lot of teams are going to have better offenses. I look at Houston. I look at uh, Clippers. Um, I look at, um, if we're going to talk about the East, ain't too many people in the East. Even though Boston's going to look good with Tatum and, and, and uh, Walker and then you know, got Jalen Brown. Um, to be actually honest, big time honest, um, there are teams you just look at, the Lakers. I mean, talk about offense. Talk about lighting it up. But the Sixers are going to be right there. I'm just saying. Like, they're not going to be just a clear cut. But I don't see a better defensive five than this team. Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson are going to shut down backcourts. Then you got Al Horford and Joel Embiid with Tobias Harris. If you don't think Tobias Harris can play defense, you ain't been watching this guy. You come and you play with a second year. Y'all start over from camp. All these guys are going to come in and dog starting fives defensively. So this is where it's going to even out when you talk about offense. It's going to even out because you can go ahead and be the best offense in the league, but you got to play the best defensive team in the league. Now, on to the bench. Furkan Korkmaz and Zaire Smith are the two guys I'm looking at. And then you got Matisse Thibault. Really, any of those guys can go to three, to the three position. But that's James Ennis. I think that's all James Ennis. Mike Scott will be at the four. I think that happens. As far as the center, it could be Kyle O'Quinn. It could be uh, Jonah Bolton. That's another guy who's going to be at. Cause we, it's a lot. I'll tell you how deep this bench is. Let me slow down a little bit. At the shooting guard position, let's start over. Let's start with the backcourt again. Let me just slow down because there's so many. This is a real good bench. Trey Burke and Raul Neto will back up Ben Simmons against them shooters, the guys who can handle the ball, they can pass the ball. The guys that are, uh, Trey Burke is fearless. Raul Neto is a very aggressive guard. Now you got two guys that come off and spell you and score from the outside. Like as good as TJ McConnell was, his outside shot got to be better than that. Don't look at Trey Burke. And Raul Neto's last year's, you know what I mean? You look at Burke and what he did at the three-point line last year, 35%, which is good. Neto's wasn't as big. 
He averaged 1.5 a, a game, though. I mean, he averaged, uh, excuse me, 0.5 a game. My bad, that was two points. 1.5 a game. Now, last year, he was 40% from three. Was big for him. That should let you know what type of guy it is. He's 32% his second year, 39% in his rookie year. This is a guy, now, when you put guys like that, these are not killer shooters, but they can shoot the three. You put them, but if you let them get space and you pass the ball right, these guys are going to hit. James Ennis did it. Mike Scott was made a way better three-point shooter than I thought. I mean, this guy, fearless also. So that's two good guards that you got that, that will transfer Ben Simmons to another position. And I think Brown learning this team has seen that. You get point guards that can do that. Now, shooting guard, Furkan Korkmaz is one guy. Uh, Zaire Smith, who I think will get both of those minutes behind Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson can go to the three if they want. And you can put Zaire Smith at the two. Either you can put Ben Simmons or you put Ben Simmons at the four. And you go get Trey Burke. And you can go get Al Horford. They got so many options, right? But that's, that's the shooting guard options right there that I see. Uh, Shayok is going to be a, a, a G League all-star. He could be the best player in them. You know what I mean? He could be the best player in the G League. I mean, he really looks fearless right now. I, I could see him come up a couple of years of being a sixer. You know, you're looking at Mike Scott and you're looking at James Ennis. When they leave, Mario Shayok could be that guy. That's where he's waiting at. I think especially after James Ennis goes. I think that's the big guy that we're looking at right now. Um, he is a good draft pick. I'm really interested to see if he evolves. Because I'm excited about a summer league play. I just didn't expect him to jump out like that. I mean, he could have averaged eight points a game and looked okay. Like, okay, he's like a guy that's going to progress. He averaged 14.9 a game. Um, Matisse Thibault, I think... If you're looking at the uh, small, Thibault's going to get that time. Whether it's going to be shooting guard, it's either going to be a switch. If you desire Smith gets his time it's at, at the three, which I think he'll get some time. I think they'll rotate because they can guard both positions. That's the key point. Not just shooting. It's the, can you guard both positions? Right now, I'm going to get Thibault the backup. You know, him and Ennis are going to get some time there. And then you got... The powerful position, which you got Kyle O'Quinn and Jonah Bolden and Mike Scott. Then you look at which Kyle O'Quinn might get more time as the center. You know, you let Al Horford, and you got to let Al Horford and Joel, OB, Joel and B rest. So Joel, Jonah Bolden and um, Kyle O'Quinn are two guys. I mean, they, they're deep now. They can go so many different ways. Everybody talk about the bench. No, they're deep now. This squad is deep. You say what you want about all oh, this guy. No, listen, what are y'all looking for? 20 point nine. Neto scored what he scored. That's going to be great off the bench. See him get shots, distribute the ball. He's going to get three point shots. He's going to hit him. So is Burke. Sorry, this team's a three point shooting team now. It's a three point shooting team now. So, what we get out this is that the Sixers are ready. That that's just it. And I wanted to talk about the bench and what what this what this does. Thibault and Smith will be hound dogs, but the thing is, they can play offense. That's just going to really make this bench. And the crazy part: the best bench players off the bench are Ennis and Scott. We're not even talking about the two rookies yet. 
the two guys and, and Kyle O'Quinn, they add so much. Those three and Neto and Burke, they add so much. Let's not even talk about the rookies yet. Let's not talk about Jonah Bolden. Let's not talk about uh, Dybul and, and Smith. Let's talk about Kyle O'Quinn's toughness coming in there, being able to score, being able to add a tough guy in the locker room. Kyle O'Quinn last year averaged with a team. If you're looking at what type of guy he is, what type of player he is. Um, last year, Kyle O'Quinn played for the Pacers. He averaged 3.5 points. He shot 50% from the field. He's not a three-point shooter. But at the same time, he shot 81% from the free throw line. 2.6 rebounds. Last year for the Knicks, he averaged 7.1.6.1 rebounds. That was 18 minutes played. 1.3 blocks. 58% from the field. Year before that was 6.3 points a game. So what does this trend tell you? Off the bench, he's going to give you toughness, rebounding, and defense. Burke been waiting for this opportunity. I think he's really been waiting for this type of opportunity. Um, he's been a double-figure scorer. Seriously. 12.8 points a game last year. I mean, 2015, 2016, 10.6 points a game. He has been that guy. I remember watching him so many times in college. He's, he's been a double-figure scorer his career, 10.9 points a game his whole career. His first year in the league, he averaged 12.8 points a game. Do you know what you're getting with the Trey Burke? He can ball. He'll be the type of guy to light. I think out of all the acquisitions, he's going to be that one guy to light it up. He'll be there, one guy to light it up. If you look at what he's averaged from the three-point line, 34% from the three-point line his career, 40%, you know, just, just 40% his career, you know, he's taking some shots. He's, he's, he's had three seasons where he's took a multiple over, over 10 shots a game. He had one season, second season, 13 shots a game. I mean, he's been a guy that's basically getting in there and playing basketball. So I really like the fact that you're going to have to be able to switch up the matchups. Um, you're going to have to follow Ben Simmons everywhere on the court now with two point guards that can, that can give him a rest off point guard. Because if you look at the playoffs, that was big. Ben Simmons had to be that point guard. You couldn't just throw him everywhere like you really wanted to. But, but who, have I, who name have I not said? And that's the reason why I haven't said it. Shake Milton. They signed him to an extra contract. Shake Milton is going to be some. I think out of all those guards, I know I'm talking about Neto and I'm talking about Burke. Shake Milton is going to eat the most. I think he's the better guard. He's ready to get, and he can play some two, two guard also. Then Jonah Bolden. Nobody remembers, listen, nobody remembers Jonah Bolden, huh? We have to get more into that talk with Jonah Bolden. Jonah Bolden is a 6'11 with the wingspan of a, of, a, of, a, of a Greek freak. That's a little crazy. I, I think people are underestimating Jonah Bolden. Last year, Jonah Bolden showed he can shoot. 6'11, 220. Shot 49% from the field, 35% from three. Not a good free throw shooter. It's crazy, right? 
4.7 points a game, 3.8 rebounds. That's great off the bench. Now, this is what we call matchup problems. They can throw all types of people at you. They can throw all types of people at you. And in this bench, you're going to have times when Jonah Bolton's out there. Let's just talk about the lineups they can throw at you. You know, Ben Simmons at power forward. Trey Burke at shooting guard. Give you um, give you James Ennis at shooting guard. Give you Mike Scott at the small forward. Give you Al Horford at center. Or you can put Kyle O'Quinn in there. Put them in there for a little minute. Let Ben Simmons be the guy in there. Let James Ennis be a dog. Let Mike Scott be a dog. You can have Josh Richardson, Raul Neto, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, and Zaire Smith. You can have Matisse Thibault, Zaire Smith, Mike Scott, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. I mean, there's so many. You got Jonah Bolden, Shake Milton, Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, Al Horford. It's just so many different. Ma- I'm throwing these at y'all. Just, just analyze how dangerous these, posi- these these lineups are. You can always put Tobias Harris, Mike Scott, James Ennis, Ben Simmons, Kyle O'Quinn. Just so many different lineups. Matisse Thybul, Shake Milton, Tobias Harris, Al Horford. Jonah Bowden. Trey Burke. Josh Richardson. Zaire Smith. Tobias Harris. Al Horford. You could just throw so many different lineups in there. So, I mean, it's really scary. So as we go into these lineups, man, I just wanted to give y'all some 76ers radio talk. Talk about that bench. Let's contemplate on that bench. Stop talking about the starting five and give the bench credit. The bench is loaded. People got to start recognizing this bench is loaded. They got enough players to get you and affect you, affect the game. Look at the benches in the playoffs, and you tell me the Sixers don't have that same type of criteria. All the good benches you looked at from the Warriors to the Raptors to the Bucks. Look at the, look at the Sixers now. So I'm out of here, y'all. Yo, the 76 Radio. I will be back. Eagles, just talk Eagles. Right back on it. Out of here, y'all. Follow the leader.